The deference of the Delhi civic polls has left the Aam Aadmi Party-led Delhi government at loggerheads with the BJP-led centre. At the heart of this delay is the Delhi Municipal Corporation Amendment Bill that seeks to merge the North, East and South Delhi Municipal Corporations. This bill was introduced in the Lok Sabha by Union Minister of State for Home Affairs, Nityanand Rai, who said it would make the MCD a quote-unquote single, integrated and well-equipped entity. However, the Delhi government, along with several opposition parties, have been vehemently opposed to it, calling it an unconstitutional move. What has been particularly irking the Delhi government is that the bill also appears to strip the Delhi government of authority when it comes to a lot of big decision-making processes around the unified MCD. The Delhi government even accused the BGP of quote-unquote murdering democracy. But why does the centre want to unify Delhi municipality? What is the administrative significance behind it all? And is there any political significance in the move? We deep dive into this issue today with our guest Aditya Menon, the Quint's political editor, and Milin Maske, director of Praja Foundation, which is a non-profit that works towards enabling accountable governance. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. I'm your host, Shalbury. Let's start with some of the key features of the bill, what it aims to do and how it compares to the previous structure of the MCD. So an amendment of the Delhi Municipal Corporation Act in 2011 by the Delhi Legislative Assembly had trifurcated the erstwhile Municipal Corporation of Delhi into the North Delhi Municipal Corporation, the South Delhi Municipal Corporation and the East Delhi Municipal Corporation. And the current bill seeks to undo that move by unifying the municipal corporations. Commenting on the bill, BJP state president Adesh Gupta has said that the reunification of corporations will help make them more efficient and enable timely dispersal of salaries. Accusing the Delhi government of withholding funds meant for civic bodies, he said that the Aam Admi Party had left municipal corporations damaged to serve their political interest. But before we talk about what the unification will mean, let's look at what the trifurcation had done. Now, the trifurcation was done under the Congress-led Sheila Dixit government in Delhi. But what have been the implications of that move on the administrative functioning of the municipal corporations over the last decade? Well, Milan Maske explains that presence of multiple agencies and overlapping functions came in the way of good governance and good service. He also says that the move resulted in the unequal distribution of property tax collection, which in turn resulted in poor revenue generation. First of all, what happened because of the traffication was that you had to create three different posts, uh, uh, let's say, for any kind of position. Mm-hmm. So, let's say, education or something like that, uh, like education officer or health officer. That created uh, a little more burden on the um, on the uh, entire virtue of this three, co- uh, three mm-hmm. new corporations. Mm-hmm. Because you had to you know, account for those many people. The number of people may not have increased that much, but then the seniority and all that increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, you had to actually have three uh, head offices. Mm-hmm. Right? So, again, that, uh, there's, a, uh, there's an implication on the infrastructure. So, the establishment expenses definitely went up, right? Mm-hmm. You had to have separate contracts with, uh, for AMCs, uh, for, for example, the website. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, earlier you just had one IT provider, now you had to have three IT contracts. Right. 
Okay, so those kind of things uh, uh, increase, and then of course when it happened, uh, we did a case of Israeli Muslim Corporation, like, mm-hmm. where you had these uh, hospitals and um, officials who were transferred, but there was no revenue really coming in that area. Like. Mm-hmm. So it always got affected by it, and it had a uh, uh, to some uh, to a greater extent uh, a lower socioeconomic kind of uh, profile. Like, mm-hmm. so they actually needed uh, needed a lot more uh, services, and which were not, they were not getting it. Two of the corporations got more wards. Um, South Delhi ended up being quite wealthy. North Delhi wasn't. So did it bring about that inequality? So yeah, it did bring about that inequality because, um, like, you had East Delhi, which was the poorest casino of them, hmm. and it had uh, there was a huge requirement for activities over there. And hmm. then you, um, uh, uh, the revenue was not really coming over there. So, so basically, our uh, problems uh, kept uh, increasing over there, like on a regular basis, like hmm. it's not getting resolved. Um, while South Delhi, when you you already had a lot of development which had happened. Like. But a caveat here is that yes, the bill does aim to unify the MCD, but it doesn't exactly restore things to how they were before the 2011 amendment. For starters, at present the MCD has 272 seats. North and South corporations have 104 seats each, and the East corporation has 64. But the bill states that the total number of seats in the new corporation should not be more than 250. The civic polls were supposed to be held around April 2022 initially, but because this proposal to revise the number of seats will lead to a delimitation exercise, now the polls are likely to be pushed back by months at least. A report on Hindustan Time points out that the last time Delhi's municipal ward boundaries were redrawn between 2016 and 17, the entire process took 16 months. And that's where the contention between the Delhi government and the centre begins with the Aam Admi Party claiming that the whole process is pointless and is solely intended towards delaying the elections. The bill allows the central government to appoint a special officer to exercise powers of the corporation until the first meeting of the corporation is held after the commencement of the bill. And the third key feature that has rattled the Delhi government is that it curtails its powers to decide on various matters pertaining to the MCD. According to resource provided by the PRS legislative, the 2011 amendment had empowered the Delhi government to decide on issues like the total number of seats of councillors and the reservation for members of the scheduled castes, division of the area of corporations into zones and wards, delimitation of wards, salary and allowances, sanctioning suits for compensation against the commissioner for loss or waste or misapplication of municipal fund or property, etc. But the bill empowers the central government to decide on these matters now. So having said all that, the question that comes up here is that will this mean better administration? Will this move help the armed janta of Delhi? Will this mean better water supply, better drainage, better maintenance of public spaces like parks and roads, etc.? Mr. Mahaske says that it's not going to change everything, but he looks at it as an opportunity for the Delhi Municipal Corporation to have a fresh start. There's an entire construct of local government and why they should be there. Um, uh, and uh, we just like, uh, let's say two or three facets, uh, 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 facets of it. Like one is, of course, the administrative facets. Then you have like a legislative and a, exec- uh, a political executive which is there. Yeah. Um, and you have citizen um, uh, services like, yeah. uh, or, or, or other, uh, I, I, I don't know, there's a, there's a financial implication so like, mm. out there, like a fiscal management of it. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Indian context, like our urban governments are not really governments; they are uh, they are more of an administrative body. Hmm. So the power really lies with the commissioner, not with the political executive. Hmm. 
Okay, so that's a fact of it. Like, mm. having said that, of course, you could um, uh, even in, in the federal concept, uh, a lot could be done by political executives as well. Like, mm. okay. uh, so not everything is going to get solved. For also, uh, we are not transferred. Uh, like the seventh amendment spoke of about our eighteen functions. Now that list could be added, modified, deleted. You could have your own opinion about that seventy-four mm. amendment. But there was there was a uh, thing about transferring certain functions, functions, and funds. Mm. uh now uh, we are not transferred those functions at all like but in northern uh, part of our country most of the uh, city governments do not have access to water, uh, i mean do not have control of the water function but the function is controlled by the state government hmm. jal boards bane hai basically like so that's that's something which we need to address like if you are really uh, talking seriously about unification hmm. then we need to make sure that at least the 74 amendment uh, not just in letter spirit uh, i mean not, not just on paper but in letter spirit has to be implemented like hmm. All these functions should be transferred. Identity functions should be transferred, and then funds should come at a uh, in a certain manner, like certain formula-based manner. Like. So, if there are fiscal transfers to, to happen, the fiscal transfers should happen in a formula-based manner, like from uh, SSCs and CSCs. Uh, uh, if there are uh, certain charges and taxes uh, which the uh, uh, city government should be levying, mm-hmm. uh, they should be given full power to levy it. Like. Mm-hmm. We should we should look it from that perspective. Now, unific because of unification, I think this is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Where uh, we could do, we could actually build a uh, a city government which is uh, one of the best in the country, which is much more empowered mm. than uh, our other city governments. Mm. If we are able to really uh, make the power political executive, uh, uh, like empower a political executive, mm. uh, and make sure the mayor is the real head of the government mm. uh, and not just a ceremonial head, uh, then that would uh, be very beneficial. Like. At a city level, you should have only one government body. You can't have multiple go- uh, multiple uh, authorities uh, function. It creates a huge problem. Mm. Uh, even now in um, uh, Delhi, you have like uh, the road is managed by uh, uh, all the three governments. Right, right, right. right. That that that's a that's a that's a that's a huge base because it's not just road. You have actually have um, services beneath the road which also ma- have to be managed. Like hmm. so, you have sewage and drainage and water supply and all that. Like that has to be has to be has to be managed. Like hmm. so, isle um, you, you you know like uh, people keep on saying like, "Arey abhi to road dikh ke ra, dusra koi yehi chahega, usse bhi road dikh kar diya." Same hmm. road ko. Yeah. So that happens because of um, uh, um, not a, we don't have a single authority kind of thing. Like we are multiple authority and they are not talking to each other. It's a mismanagement over there. Like. Hmm. Um, now those things have uh, uh, those things can be solved now. Like hmm. it's looking for a possibility of a clean slate. Like, but the second question is: Is this a constitutional move? Is it in line with the federal structure of governance, Mr. Matrivizin? The MCD Act actually predates the uh, Delhi State Government. Right. Right. It, uh, uh, so it was always the centre which had given the power, uh, uh, given uh, 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 some part of the functions with the, uh, with the to the state government. They were sharing it. Let's say, let's put it this way. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, at least in my opinion, I think uh, from that standpoint, um, uh, if the centre government wants to take away the function, they are well within their rights to take away it. Mm. Uh, whether uh, it's a good practice. That's a different different thing. Like in the same like when you when you look at from a three tier government kind of structure, like if you have a, a central uh, government, you have a UT or a state government, which is a regional uh, government, let's say, and you have a um, a local government, municipality. Mm-hmm. If you have that kind of structure, then you need to draw some line where the central government is not going to get involved into the working of the municipal corporation. Like mm-hmm. it should be the state go- uh, the regional government, which should be managing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, having established 
that uh, the, the state government is a new uh, entity which has come into place. Hmm. Yeah, MCT was always controlled by you and all that stuff, mm-hmm. by, the, uh, by the central government. Hmm. I would still argue that uh, for principle uh, of prior governance, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you have an intermediary government, a regional government, uh, they should have certain uh, control over, uh, over uh, central, independent control over the virtue of the local government. Mm-hmm. If that is not the case, then uh, it kind of defies why you even have this uh, three tiers. Like you might actually call it just two tiers. Like hmm, I understand. What you could do, what they could do is like to uh, strike a balance. Is like uh, define it very clearly. Ki third tier kya karega? Matlab like local government kya karega? Uh, state government ya UT government jo hai, wo unke liye kya karega? Because if UT, uh, so let's say uh, yaha ka UT hai, to central government will probably play a little more important role. So uh, anyway. Um, the land is controlled to a greater extent by uh, AG office, and uh, and uh, town planning is done by done uh, done over there. Like, I mean, by DDA. So, you are anyway controlling. So, usi thei kuch to kuch to ek define kar dijiye ki tino ke pas kya rahega, and then make it aware, uh, make everybody aware of it. It yeah. can't happen in a uh, because you are in a position of supremacy. You can't just um, bulldoze it this way. Like. Hmm. But there may be a political aspect of this move as well. That is the question of what is the BJP hoping to get out of this. While the Sheila Dixit government had justified the trifurcation process as an exercise to decentralize the MCD, Aditya explains that there was also a political aim behind it. When Sheila Dixit uh, trifurcated the MCD, it had two broad political aims. One was to muddy the waters for her principal opposition, which at that time was the Bharatiya Janata Party. The second was also to Uh, show the Delhi MCD and the BJP who's boss in the city. Uh, she was at that time a three-time chief minister, uh, the tallest leader that Delhi had seen. Uh, but despite all that, she was still the chief minister of a half state. Uh, so this was her way of asserting that uh, despite being a chief minister of a half state, she could. Uh, arbitrarily one night decide to divide the entire municipal corporation into three parts and that the bjp which controlled the corporation could do nothing about it but if the mcd has already been a bjp bastion for years now how could unifying it further help the party politically the motivations of the bjp in unifying the mcd is similar to shila dikshit's motivations uh, to trifurcate it uh, in that sense that the bjp wants to show arvind kejriwal who is boss in delhi and who calls the shots in in the national capital territory uh, so currently kejriwal is the chief minister of delhi uh, he has one two very big majorities uh, but uh, the bjp now wants to unify this entire uh, municipal corporation and and install a mayor uh, now Kejriwal would still be higher in stature if he controls a, a city state in which there are three municipal corporations but now there will be a mayor who will have his own uh, domain of authority uh, and Kejriwal will have his there are many areas which the mayor can control which the, which Kejriwal cannot and the bjp is further trying to increase the municipal uh, municipal corporations domain and uh, reduce that of the delhi government uh, so in that sense it is bjp's way of putting arvind kejriwal in his place both because of the power he wields in delhi as well as his emergence as a possible challenger in, uh, in national politics uh, the second reason is of course uh, the, the the delimitation exercise now the bjp has consistently used this entire delimitation exercise to delay elections in jammu and kashmir 
so uh, now the delimitation is taking place and uh, apparently the demographic advantage of the Muslim majority Kashmir Valley has been reduced, uh, which will work to the advantage of the BJP electorally. Uh, one doesn't know what it will do in Delhi in terms of dividing uh, the wards, uh, but what is clear is that uh, it will definitely delay elections if this delimitation exercise is started. And uh, the Amadmi party, which was hoping to you know, ride the wave of its uh, of its huge victory in Punjab, uh, it would throw a spanner in the wheels uh, for the Amadmi party. So in that sense, the BJP is achieving these two different purposes. But will the unification process take into consideration people's needs? We'll have to wait and watch. And with that, we'll wrap up today's episode. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 